What's up, everybody? This is Carmine Davis, and you are watching and listening to The Carmine Davis Show. What the fuck is up, bitch? Like, come on in, sit on down. I ain't got all day, bitch. Let's chop it up. Let's talk about what's been going on all week. <laughs> um, how you been? I've been great, you know, living all right. Um, this is, I've never worn this shirt. I don't think. I, this is hanging in my closet. I was trying to find something quick to throw on. Um, I think this, I got this from ASOS like a year ago, and I think it literally had a tag on it or something on it. I've never worn this shirt, so get into it. I think it's like a year old, but it's cute. I think it was cute, something to throw on, oversized, um, so we could just slide into this Hot Topics and get on down to the Los Rios so I can get me a, a taco and a margarita, okay, bitch? Um, a lot to talk about. Um, <clears throat> I just want the, I just got a, I just got a word. I want y'all to stop letting broke people and broke situations break you. That's the word. I just felt that I needed to tell y'all that, that there was something not calling me now, like I miss Cleo, but Something is telling me to tell you to stop letting broke bitches and broke people and broke situations break you. Okay? That's not the popular, like, the behavior of a rich bitch um, living a very rich life. Okay? Um, no, I, seriously, I want people to, to be more productive and focus. Um, that's the spirit that I want to tell you. I've, I've noticed a lot of people around me who have, who have so much talent and so much vision, but don't that, that lack um, the drive and you know what I mean like letting people come into your lives impecunious people at that like I don't know like I don't know. And I feel like we have a habit of like people like to inculate like a concept in people's brain, right? That, oh, you should be patient with people or stop judging people or blah, blah. You don't judge people, but you can observe. You know, if a bitch is broke and you know that that bitch is always going to be broke because she lives a broke life, she's a broken person, and that person has all the tools to do better with themselves, but they choose to take them tools and scratch their ass with it, you might want to stay away from them, okay? I, that was just something that I felt like I needed to say. A lot of people around me have... That's just been the message the last week that I want to convey to everyone stop letting everybody in your life and stop letting people and stop like inculating that like t- telling people to be patient with people and their horrible attitudes and I don't know I just have a lack of like uh, I have a lack of apathy for that you know what I'm saying like it's it's not in my, I don't know, it's not in my character 
I don't know. I just, I tried to live personally a, a real placid, like cool, calm life. And that's because I don't waste time on broken, broken people. You know what I mean? And not to be materialistic, but this is a material world. You know what I'm saying? Like we are in a material world. Life is coming by so fast. We don't know when, unfortunately, when we're going to be taken in a mass shooting or some world plague. And, you know, there's so many things that are happening right now. Why waste time with a broke bitch? And not just broken a pocket, broken a mind, broken a spirit, um, broken a pussy. You know what I'm saying? Like, who got time for a bitch who ain't fucking? Like, and I don't know. <sighs> That's my spirit telling me to tell you guys. And I don't do Coke. I don't even do Pepsi. My nose is running, okay? I have allergies. So if you hear me sniffling or if you see me pat my nose, don't even, don't try it, bitch. But anyway, let's move on to the hot topics. You didn't come here just to hear me on my soapbox. Um, talk about you and your broke friends. You, you wanted to come in and tap in with me about the hot topics of the week. And we got a few of them. Before we do, make sure you guys um, smash that follow button. Smash that subscribe button. Tap in with me. Rate, review this podcast. Share it because I don't do it for my health, okay? The first one is from loveyscott.com. Great news. LeBron James is officially a billionaire. LeBron James has been, has a successful career both on and off the court, and the Lakers star has reached a new milestone. A superstar athlete has reportedly racked in nearly $400 million during his 20-year NBA career as of November 2021. Uh, next season, James is set to earn $44 million before his contract with the Los Angeles Lakers expires. Um, James's fortune also comes from a number of investments, sources say $300 million stems from the Spring Hill Company. The particular, this particular business venture has three companies in one. Many sports fans are probably also familiar with seeing the NBA champ in ads for Blaze Pizza. James works with Fenway Sports Group and has multiple real estate properties as well. According to reports, James has always been business savvy. At just 18, the athlete passed on deals with Adidas and Reebok before signing a lifetime contract in Nike with Nike in 2015. Uh, the previous year, James spoke with GQ about the possibility of becoming a millionaire. If it happens, it's my biggest milestone, he said at the time. Obviously, I want to maximize my business. I want to maximize my business, and if it happens to get it, if it happens to be a billion-dollar athlete, ho, hip-hop hooray. Oh, my God, I'm going to be excited. In addition to James's many business ventures and profit from NBA contracts, the Lakers player also appeared in the 2020 movie Space Jam, A New Legacy. The movie was a follow-up to the 1996 blockbuster Space Jam starring NBA legend Michael Jackson. I mean, Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan, I'm sorry. Although the star athlete can get busy bringing in the bucks, he also he still makes sure to give back. In 2018, James founded the I Promise School in his hometown of Ekron, Ohio, to help at-risk youth. Students who finish from the school are eligible for free tuition at the University of Ekron. Congrats to LeBron on making it into the Billionaire Club. Congrats, LeBron. And um, LeBron James is a Capricorn. So, 
one of my Capricorn, December the 30th, one of my Capricorn, fellow Capricorns. I love the idea of him, um, what you would call in a, a business standpoint, um, diversifying um, his portfolio to make stretch his income. $300 million here, $400 million there. Like that's a huge deal. And he stayed, um, um, stay, like he just stayed on the, the course. He he basically, everything a Capricorn is all about. He focused on the money, focused on the life, um, diversified his portfolio. I'm here for it. I love it. I, he rose against all of the hate that he receives. People cannot um, stand him. And, 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 you know, I mean, to be honest, LeBron's has gotten himself in a little bit of, you know, a few quagmires. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like a little bit of problems. And he has focused on the goal. And I applaud LeBron. I think he's an example all around for black people, um, all around. I really never heard him into too much of a mess when it comes to, um, being disrespectful towards women, gays, like anything like that, like that would, you know, cause me to look at him some way. You know, he's even spoken about the Black Lives Matter movement. He's been vocal about it, taking his platform and risking it all for his people. So motherfucking round of applause, LeBron James, welcome to the Billionaires Club. I'll see you soon, bitch. I'm sorry. I maybe I shouldn't call him a bitch. I don't know him like that. Um, but when I get up there, I'm gonna come up to you and like, what's up, bitch? Like, cause the Billionaire Club, you're hearing it first. It's gonna happen for me. Um, diversify my income. You know what I mean? Like, it's happening. It's gonna happen. Manifesting. It's gonna happen. Cha-ching, cha-ching, ka-ching. You know what I'm saying? So, but an out shout out to the future billionaires watching this as well. We're gonna do that. And it's such a it's, it's a great when you hear stories like that, like it's great. Like we I love sharing those kind of stories along with the mess. You know what I'm saying? And we got some mess coming to you, but doesn't that make you feel good? It's inspirational, right? All right, let's move on to the next hot topic. Before we do, fuck you mean. Let's talk about Twitter. All right, last week's Twitter poll, um, we kind of chopped it up. We were talking about, um, tell who we're talking about. <laughs> I should have these all pulled up, but I don't. Um, last week's Twitter poll, we got into it about, um, right, Isaiah Rashad. We were talking about Isaiah Rashad and him using the term sexually fluid. Um, and we asked, is sexually fluid the new industry buzz phrase? 48% of you guys say hell no. 50%, 52% of you guys said, oh my God, yes. So, I think, unfortunately, a lot of people don't realize that they are um, stupid, uh, uneducated. Like, that was, I don't want to really get into it. I don't know. I feel like it's apparent that we, we, there's still a uncomfortability with especially black men um, coming out. So we're coming out with all these different phrases or ways to make it more comfortable for people. Nigga, you slobbed dick. Okay. And, and got your dick slobbed in different scenarios. And I get that that you could be bisexual, but I don't, until we see a video, you, 
fucking slobbing cat or and sexually fluid does not mean that way it's a personality you didn't know those motherfuckers like you show no signs of having a relationship with these people other than a financial one because he did say in the video that they were paying they paid him to come and play so i hate that like and then there are sexual fluid people out there and i think that it's not fair to give people the idea that this is what that looks like and people are able to take these terms and pervert them like i don't like that in this pride month happy pride you know we're not doing that shit in 2022 me and my bitches ain't playing okay isaiah sit your ass down and you uh get your ass up grab the phone follow me on social media twitter.com slash carmine davis instagram.com slash carmine davis instagram.com slash carmine davis show snapchat all that shit tap in click the links in the description box with me let's chop it up i'm available on damn near 24 hours no actually nine to five because i do have shit to do but Tap in with me. I ain't, I won't bite you. If you got something to say, you know, you got beef. If it's up, it's up. Let me know. You know, if you want to show some love, let me know. Also, make sure you guys go to CarmineDavisShop.com to shop our new um, Season 2 merch capsule. Okay? I see a few people. We're getting a little slowly. It's a little slower than last year, but I'm not mad at it. It's a, it's a little bit more expensive, but I appreciate everyone's support. Also, make sure you guys hit the, if you really want to support, make the contribution, bitch. Cash at me. Okay, Venmo me, Zell. This shit ain't cheap, bitch. All this shit is expensive, so show me some love. Um, okay, I want to get into this mess. This is the first time I'm actually, like I say all the time, um, I like to, I like to savor all the mess during the week. I like to hold on to it. I don't want to know too much details. Cause I want to read it and go through it with you guys and you guys get my innate reaction to um, the articles and the situations because I think it's important to gossip with you guys. <laughs> like, I feel like, of course I could be, I don't feel like this is journalism. I don't consider this as journalism. It's, it's commentary. So it's a com- I feel like it's a conversation. I feel like I'm having a conversation with you, bitch. Like You're my friend, and I'm coming with you about what's going on in the world, and we're gossiping. We're taking this hour, 45-minute, 30-minute conversation and escaping from the world and having a real, honest, candid, real, a thousand percent conversation. And I can't do that if I sit around and study and educate. I ain't no motherfucking journalist. You want that shit? Go to Diane Sawyer, okay? Um, this is from LubbyScott.com. Steve Harvey speaks on D.L. Hughley and Monique's contract dispute feud after actress called him out. Now, I know nothing about this, but I know the girls are fighting. These bitches are not cool. Um, and these are some prominent, huge, huge, um, um, co- like, comedic figures, pillars in our community, um, black entertainment, period, let alone comedy, like, these are some big deals. So I wanted to go through with this with you bitches, get the details, and tell you what's what, okay? So no one is quite sure when this escalating dispute between D.L. Hughley and Monique will end, but she and her husband, Sidney Hicks, have continued to press forward with their grievances like they always do. Um, during a Steve Harvey Morning Show discussion on Wednesday, he and his panel broached the topic after playing a clip of comments Monique made about Hughley and Harvey at the dispute spurring show in question. Let me just open by saying I could care less than a about what you think about me because clearly 
clearly I'm not your problem, Harvey said Wednesday as her starting around the 30-minute mark in the video. Click the description below to, to get it. Um, and you know what? Anyone who knows me, who really knows me, can't even make that statement. Later, Harvey reflected on what he believes the mission of all stand-up shows is, entertainment first and foremost. He also did something, some theorizing as to what may have transpired in this particular instance to have resulted in the confusion over each performer's headlining status. Her management, whoever he is, simply stated, I got the gig, you co-headline. I promise you that's what he was told. And... That was an incorrect information because because DL put on the contract put that contract online. Harvey said he was 100% headlining. Co-headlining affects the money. If you're co-headlining, you're going to get the same cash. Regardless, Harvey added those in the audience would not have been aware of any such disagreement as shown below. Monique and Hughley have both since shared a paperwork related to the May 28th show in Detroit to social media. Hicks Media Inc. Okay, I'm putting the putting the photo of it here. So you're kind of seeing what I'm seeing. Um in the emails. Oh, she she put it all out there. Mm. So it was scheduled. Okay. It looks even. Wow. Okay, so so from what I'm gathering and deducing, there's a fight about monies and um status, like co-headlining and headlining. Okay, let's keep going. Um oh right now President Biden is delivering remarks on gun violence um from the White House in the wake of several mass shootings. I hope you guys are watching this before this uploads. Um serious business, but let's keep going. Uh, the deal memo. So it looks like they're all posting receipts. It's the comedy explosion starring Deal Hughley, Monique. Deal Hughley and Monique. Billing 100% headlining. It says that he's the highest paid. How? The high, well, no, that does make sense. Okay, so basically from what I'm deducing here, reading all this in real time, I'm sorry. So what I'm deducing from all this information, right, is that there is a issue with, again, with Monique um, feeling that her position was unfair. Okay, so the ensuing back and forth has sustained for several days now, including in remarks Hughley posted on YouTube earlier this week. Um, Wednesday, Monique shared an hour-long video to Instagram. In addition to Hughley, Harvey is also mentioned in the video as Monique pushes back against a false narrative from Hughley about her stand-up career. I've never stopped being a stand-up comedian, baby. She said near the... You, you know how she said it, babe. I've never stopped being a stand-up comedian, baby. She said near the end of the video, I've been out there on that road doing my thing the whole time. So stop trying to put a false narrative out there. Um, 
false narrative out there. That's Steve Harvey's big word. Mm. Stop trying to put a false narrative out there. Elsewhere in the same video, Monique also disputed Hughley's claim of the audience not enjoying her time on stage on the night of the... Um, the night... No... Did not enjoy their time on the stage on the night in question. Instead, according to Monique, the audience gave her standing ovations both upon entry and upon exiting from the stage. Just your night, just your night was bad, DL, Monique said, later adding that Hughley did not meet the challenge of that audience. Um, you can listen to Steve Harvey's reaction a little bit um, on here. I, I can't put too much because it's Steve Harvey's audio. Um, but you can also click the link in the bottom to click all of those through that and sift through it, do what you want to do with it, shove it, wipe your ass with it. I don't know. But I will say that this is an ongoing issue with um, Monique. I don't, I want to choose my words carefully. I want to start by saying there's no way that I would go to a D.L. Hughley-only comedy event, whether he was paid to be 100% the headliner or not. Monique is the selling point. Because I want to go see Monique. Even through all of those things that she was going through, I don't see Monique lacking gigs as far as stand up is concerned um i know dl hughley has become something else whether i like it or not i don't i've never thought dl hughley was actually pretty funny uh, maybe back in the day like you know in the early 90s i mean like mid 90s late 90s i haven't laughed at anything dl hughley has said none of his commentary is funny i don't find him some I don't know. Maybe white people do. Um, um, I don't think of Dio Hughley as that girl. I don't look at her, but Monique is. Um, having her on, on the headline can only increase sales. It couldn't have hurt. But I'm sure she's kicking up dust because... There is a there is a narrative, like they're saying, that Monique is difficult to work with. Monique is hard to deal with. She's not worth her salt. Um, um, not worth the salt. Like she's not. What do I want to say? She's not. Hmm. I want to, like, I don't know, like, that she's not that girl. (laughs) I think we want to abase her a lot, um, diminish Monique's, her accomplishments. Monique has done so much for um, entertainment, uh, you know, black entertainment, especially. 
And I do think that the after the whole precious thing and her refusing not to work for free and all those things, regardless of how you feel about Tyler Perry or Oprah and how you feel about Monique, I do think that it was a tall order to ask Monique to take her and her camp across the globe to or across the world to promote a film that she was already just kind of nickel and dimed on. Um, I think that is a tall order for anybody, whether you want to the favorite the, I think the, the the power word or the buzzword that people like to put with people who don't who are looking business wise and thinking logically about their own brand instead of thinking and letting other people overshadow what they have going on. I think they like to use the word arrogant. They like to use the word um, difficult, money hungry, um, even egotistical. I think that Monique is not much of any of these things more than the other people mentioned, made mentioned. I don't feel like Monique, I think the difference is that Monique is just not a billionaire. Um, but she is a pillar in the entertainment community, just like every last one of those people named. Uh, regardless of if she's done these million-dollar films um, that made her a billionaire or if she had a talk show and a brand that made her a billionaire or a network television um, series or a network TV network. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter that her accomplishments don't equal to these large... Like, you wouldn't have asked these boys to do that. Like D.L. Hughley's having a hard time swallowing the fact that Monique, he, Monique was used to sell him. He might have been the headliner, um, someone who his promoters uh, gave him the headlining role. He made the money, but Monique was named, was next to you to sell the show. And that's the reality of it. Like it's not D.L. Hughley and then Monique at the bottom. If you see that all these photos, D.L. Hughley and Monique, um, them putting him first is a sneaky way of kind of letting, like, I guess their way of trying to um, contractually uh, um, diminish any confusion, you know, but also sell the show. So having him come first, um, but I don't think that that does not take away the fact that Monique was in the headline and I think that that was proof that you would need her to sell the show. So if there's an argument about monies, if there's about if there's a conversation going on about who needs to get paid, what all that like I do think that it's time to kind of treat Monique like the big boys. Um I think that you can argue that Monique would have to act like the big boys, but in reality does Monique have to act like the big boys? Like She's not given the same treatment. Um, now, beforehand, it was because she was a woman. Like, think about what female black comic has it like that, except for Wanda Sykes. You know what I mean? But like Wanda Sykes, as we know the situation with Wanda Sykes. You know what I'm saying? Like Wanda Sykes is, she's over there. You know, I mean, she's a little bit black like this, not black like this. Like, as I don't. I think these people find Wanda Sykes the funniest. We don't. Um, not to say that she's not funny. She's 
funny like this and not like this. So these people have no problem thwarting her into the places that she needs to be. I think Wanda did what she had to do to get in good with these people. Monique is this, black like this. And so her situation is a little bit different. So her fight is different. So as far as a black woman comedic com- comedian who, I'm going to say a black woman comic, who has to go against the D.L. Hughley's, the Steve Harvey's, all of these things are important. Um, Steve Harvey, I, even Steve Harvey has to go over there and get this. You know what I'm saying? But Steve Harvey, we, you were here with us. And I'm, I do think that you, let's not forget that. And you know, Monique and you and Monique were here. Not that I'm saying you have to excuse her actions, but also remember where Monique might be coming from because she's still here. She hasn't made it here yet, um, 100%, because she still has to fight up in here. She has to fight y'all. Now, whether Monique had any business bringing all of them in it, you know, making these huge... But I don't, I don't feel like Monique has much of a choice because if she doesn't scream, hey, there's a problem here, everybody would just go away. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everybody would just give her the $20 that they feel like she earned and, you know, they'd move on about it. Monique is mad, but so what? D.L. Hughley got 100 Monique got 20 but they used Monique to sell the show to these people. You know what I'm saying? D.L. is making a little money over here, but we need these people to come. And Monique sold it. Does it make any sense? Tap in with me if you get what I am saying. Do you feel like Monique um, is, do you feel like Monique is putting up an unnecessary fight? Do you feel like Monique has the right to defend herself every time she's right? Or do you feel like she's making unnecessary noise? Tap in with me on twitter.com. Um, that's a Twitter poll this week. I think that Monique personally needs to fight for her role, her position. Unfortunately, she does. Um, I wish she didn't, but Monique is our darling. She's done so much for us. She stayed true to us. Um, Her fight is black, right? Working for her money, um, wanting people to value her time, demanding people look at her career, not in the fashion of because she didn't cross over, but the fact that she does good work for us should be enough for us to protect her. The fact that she didn't tap dance and get over here, much to, I'm sure, whether I, I, if it was me, if I was in her shoes, I would have been over there when Oprah, I would have paid what I had to pay. You know, I would have. I would have, but I understand why she doesn't think that that's necessary. And I understand why she wants to say true blue. Um, and and she, she doesn't want to cross over in that way. She wants to stay in the chitlin circle. <laughs> I mean, it is. I hate calling it that, but it is like, it's the chitlin circuit. And Monique is hell bent on staying there. But that's okay. That's home. And when it, but don't put some respect on her name and kind of understand that that's 
her fight. She's going to fight with these big boys because she was sunning them at one point. You know, don't get it twisted because she didn't come over here and tap dance for us. Doesn't mean she was not getting down to crazy in love at the BET Awards and we need to protect her. You get what I'm saying? Does that make any sense? Am I speaking Mandarin or something? Like, do you know what I'm saying? I don't know. We're going to move on. But make sure you guys tap in on that Twitter poll. Make sure you guys comment. Let me know what you think. Leave a comment. Do you think Monique is going too far? Do you think that... Um, Do you think Monique could do good with... I even think Monique would do great without having her husband... Defend her or manage her. I think she could do great with a different type of management. They don't got to be white people, um, but a different manager, like who could get her over there. I don't think that there's any reason besides Monique. I feel like there should be still some deals out there for me. There's no reason why there she don't have the Monique show, a, a comedy show, a sitcom. You know, I know she was her and her husband keep pissing on these deals like and I get that she's getting not for the life of me I understand that she is getting bullshit deals I get that right I understand that she should not be getting bullshit deals this is Monique baby like Monique the mother of all of them there would be no some more there would be no Wanda Sykes like all of these women paved the, like she paved the way for them um every day on the, like Queens of Comedy like it wasn't called Queens of Comedy just because they felt like naming it that. Like, she is the queen of comedy. And I think that all of those things are true, but I think she might need to look at things seriously. And before Monique gets to the point of she's getting older, Monique is healthy as an ox. You know, she looks good. But you really need to think about your career as a long term. And I feel like the right manager could come in there and swiftly change things for Monique. Um, Not necessarily muzzle her, but teach her the proper um, weapons for the proper fighting and when to show up for the right fights. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you do, but we're going to move on. Okay, this next hot topic is from lovebyscott.com, like all of our hot topics so far, but... (laughs) But this is about someone who I've made mention before. Let's just crack into her. Like, Kiki Wyatt is a mother of 11 after welcoming Miracle Baby Boy with husband Zachariah. Kiki Wyatt is adding another member to her ever-expanding brood. The singer-songwriter is overwhelmed with happiness and gratitude after welcoming her son with husband Zachariah Daring. On Wednesday, June the 1st, the couple announced the birth of their son via a heartwarming post on Instagram. My husband Zachariah and I are grateful to God to announce the birth of our miracle baby boy, Zachariah Jean Daring. Uh, born May the 27th, 2022. The singer-songwriter captioned a photo of her husband cradling their newborn son. The mom of 11 added, Most of you are familiar with the challenges I faced during the pregnancy. My husband and I made the decision not to accept the medical specialist's suggestion to terminate our baby early despite the positive trisomy 13 test results. 
FYI, during a live performance at the City Winery Atlanta on March 13th, the soulful singer revealed through song that a doctor diagnosed her unborn child with a rare genetic disorder. The couple turned to prayer for guidance. In the Instagram post, Kiki went on to explain the significance of faith and prayer in their lives. Uh, We appreciate and thank God for all of our doctors in the medical field. However, I can't stress enough to all mothers and couples, when the doctor gives you life-changing information about your unborn child, pray about it. Use faith and follow your spirit before making any final decision. Um, We believed the reports of the Lord of the Lord. And after holding our beautiful, healthy baby boy, Kaziah and looking into his eyes, I'm glad we did. She humbly explained. This makes baby number two for the couple who married in 2018. Um, the new mom concluded, we are both believers and know that God has a will um, and God has and will continue to have the final say. Thank you to my nurse, Ebony. Thank you to all of the prayers and support sugars. What a blessing. Um, join us in congratulating the Wyatt Bunch on their new addition. Congrats, Kiki, and the, um, the Wyatt Bunch. But I have something to say. I would be remiss if I did not give her the same kind of almost treatment of Nick Cannon. I think that it's dangerous for Kiki Wyatt to have all them damn kids. I don't know. It's giving fire hazard. It's giving financial unnecessary hardships. It's giving um, someone come in here and tie Kiki and snip um, Zachariah and zip, and zip every man around around her. Eleven kids, Kiki. Now, I'm not saying something we have never said before, but I want y'all to look at things from a mental. We're going to look at it from a, I understand that it's a spiritual decision that Kiki is having all these damn kids. Um, she seems like a woman of faith. So I believe that, you know, the Lord will provide. I believe that the Lord um, has provided for her. I just don't think you should really work the shit out of the Lord. I'm sorry. Like, I don't believe <laughs> I'm new wave Christian. Okay. Like I cuss in my prayers. I'm gonna be real. Like I talk to him. Like I talk to y'all like, because the Lord know my heart and he knows that I would be remiss if I didn't say you overworking my father, Kiki, like he got to spread the wealth. We got a lot of stuff, shit going on. Like Kiki, now he got a, he got to make ways for another mouth for you to feed 11 people singing at the Lanithia. How, Kiki? How? 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 How are you feeding these babies? How? And why do you, why? Why would you do that? No matter what, no matter, I understand faith, but you got to have a little sense too now. Why would you want to do that? I saw a video of Kiki Wyatt going to um, grocery shop on her YouTube page. Man, I got high and I went on her YouTube page and it's the gift that keeps on giving. I'm going to link it below. Smoke a blunt. Get some, get some food, get some real good treats. Um, I, I, I suggest you go to Sam's and get you a box or something, right? Because... 
And here's a drinking game. I love drinking games. Take a shot or a nibble or chew every time you see something that makes you go, like whether it's, why is it four kids in your basement, Kiki? Um, Kiki, how long are these kids going to live to the three to a bedroom? And why is your grown ass child, like your 16 year old child talking like she's 40? There's so many red flags in Kiki Wise's home that I feel like if man, listen, I listen, I love Kiki. No disrespect. You don't go there about the kids. It's not the kids fault. They're beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful kids. Um, that home, if you got 11 kids, Kiki, it's not okay to have your kids three to a, house, a room, ever, 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 ever. That's proof that you are not giving these kids what they need. They need space to grow. All these kids it, between the ages of 8 to 20, you know what I mean, like, Right? Like, or shit, they could be all infants. I don't know. Kiki pops these motherfuckers two kids since 2018. And that's her slowing her roll. You know what I mean? Like, Kiki, that's a lot of kids, Kiki. Stop! No more. We're done. The Lord didn't tell you to have, well, I mean, I guess he said be fruitful and multiply. But you, some of you bitches, like, you don't have to do your math every time. You don't. Wrap it up. Wrap it up, Kiki. Stop it. Swallow the nigga. You know, I mean, push them out. Pull out. Like, stop it. Stop. Stop it. For real, Kiki, stop. Like, imagine hanging around Kiki. Like, don't. If that bitch invited me to her house, I would go. Because I love that kind of shit. Like, I. Oh my god! Especially if I had a little keep some keep some wine in my cup, bitch. If I sat there and oh my god, it would be amazing for me. But if I had something serious to talk to Kiki about, there's kids hanging on a chandelier. I'm probably sleeping on one of the kids, two of the kids' bed on the couch. You know what I mean? Like fucking up their room slash living room situation. Like I'm I would not want to be there. And then get you, you got a lot of nerve. Taking your hot ass to the Lanithia every night in Duluth when your kids are all the way in a fucking making Georgia swinging from the fucking the beams. You know what I'm saying? Like, girl, get and you want to make us believe that you don't have any government assistance, Kiki? I believe Kiki probably never even asked for a dime. They probably just send the bitch shit. Like, girl, here. You know what I'm saying? Like, my God. Like, why would you want to have that many goddamn kids, Kiki? I'm coming to you as a friend in my head, right? Like, I'm coming to you, Kiki, through the TV. If you ever get a chance to watch this, if you just see it, watch it. Because I'm talking to you. No more. I'm not telling you to give the ones you got up. I want you to stop. I need Kiki to push herself to the limits. I need you to at least, if Kiki don't have, if Kiki don't have at least $20 million in her bank account, 
right now, Kiki. You are not doing what you're supposed to be doing with those kids. No way. Kids are expensive. One child is expensive. You got 11 of the motherfuckers. 11 kids, Kiki. 11 children, little people, um, ba- uh, people dwarfs. Like, you have 11 of them motherfuckers. And posting them like it's a whole thing. Like, girl, you got a litter. Stop. Stop it, Kiki. Stop it. The difference between Nick and Kiki is that Nick can afford it, okay? And neither one of them will ever learn those damn kids' names and be able to identify them um, in a single glare. I don't feel like they're all going to have a reality show, and this is not going to be good either way around. But the differences between Kiki and Nick is that, one, all those kids are under one roof, which is crazy, but at least they have each other to lean on. And Nick's can Nick's kids live across the country from each other, and that is crazy. Okay, this is in Biden presses for more gun control after mass shootings. How much more carnage are we willing to accept? This is breaking. This is from CNN. Um, CNN President Joe Biden, I mean, President Joe Biden on Thursday delivered a rare evening speech on guns Thursday, pressing American lawmakers to take action a day after the nation reeled from another mass shooting. In remarks from a candlelight cross hall at the White House, Biden recalled his visits to the memorials of recent mass shootings in Uvalde, Uvalde, Texas, and Buffalo, New York. Sitting there in that small town, like so many other communities across America, I couldn't help but think there are too many other schools, too many other everyday places that have been coming killing fields, battlefields here in America. Um, Biden said of the visit to Uvalde, um, he added, for God's sake, how much more carnage are we willing to accept? Biden had been privately considering an address on the recent mass shootings even before four people were killed in Tulsa, Oklahoma on Wednesday night, um, aides say. The discussion continued throughout Thursday morning with the president ultimately deciding to speak at the White House before he went. He was scheduled to depart Washington for a few days. He has been briefed three times in the last three weeks on mass shootings. He was spending time with family at his home in Wilmington, Delaware, when he was told about told by his Homeland Security advisor that 10 people have been gunned down in a grocery store in a racist attack in Buffalo, New York. He was flying back from his trip to Asia when AIDS delivered the latest on a gunman opening fire on elementary school classroom in Uvalde, Texas. And he was in Washington on Wednesday night when he received the third briefing, the time for it was time for a shooting at a medical building in Tulsa. The remarks amount to Biden's most fulsome speech about guns since a massacre at a Texas elementary school last week. Since then, a string of additional mass shootings have unfolded in states across the country, including in Tulsa Wednesday. That shooting left five dead, including the gunman. In the hours after the Texas massacre, Biden delivered an emotional seven-minute speech at the White House calling the repeated gun killings of Americans sick. Why? 
Why are we willing to live this carnage? Why do we keep letting this happen? He asked. Since then, however, Biden has only selectively what waded into the debate over gun control, stopping short of endorsing any specific legislative actions to prevent further carnage. On Wednesday, the president expressed scant optimism of Congress would agree on new gun control legislations. Even as bipartisan group of senators needs to weigh options. I've served in Congress for 36 years. I'm never confident totally, Biden said when asked whether he believed lawmakers would agree on new gun laws. It depends, so I don't know. Biden said, I've not been given I have not been in the negotiations as they're going on right now. The lukewarm response was an and the lukewarm response was an was an indid, ugh. The lukewarm response was an indi- indication Biden is wary of associating too closely with the nascent, the nascent efforts on Capitol Hill to arrive at a gun control compromise. While Biden said, let me say that over. The lukewarm response was an indication Biden is wary of associating too closely with the nascent um, efforts on Capitol Hill to arrive at a gun control compromise. While Biden said Tuesday he would speak with lawmakers about guns, the White House later said he would only become involved when the time is right. Both Biden and his advisors have suggested they have exhausted their options on executive action to address guns. They'll continue to explore avenues for unilateral action. There's the Constitution. I can't dictate this stuff. I can do the things I've done and any execution actions I can take, I'll continue to take. But I can't outlaw a weapon. I can't change the background checks. I can't do that, he said Monday. Speaking a day after consoling families in Texas, Biden expressed limit hope that certain Republicans like Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell and one of his top allies, Senator John Cornyn of Texas, could be convinced to support some type of new gun laws. I don't know. I think there's a re- realization on the part of rational Republicans, and I consider McConnell a rational Republican Cornyn as well. There's a recognition on their party. They can continue like this, he said. Um, I'm going to let you guys um, read most of that more by yourself. The story has been updated with additional reporting, and it's going to be updated um, time and time again. It's in the description box below. I um, I don't feel like we will ever get to a compromise on gun control until it happens to every last one of us. Americans. I think that it's happening frequently, but not enough for these gun-toting Americans, gun-loving Americans to feel unsafe. And even like when you think about things that happen like COVID, it does not matter to these motherfuckers until it happens to them. Uh, It's not that big of a deal. It's not real. Um, These are things that happen. These are you know, false news. Well, I don't know. Like, I don't know what it feels like to be a, um, I don't want to use the word insepid. Mm, what do I want to say? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I want to say. Well, I think that's okay. I want to say, yeah, insepid. I feel like these people are insipid. They don't have any understanding of life outside of their homes like 
to, to fear to go to any public place out of fear of someone setting it off for that motherfucker is a big deal. And because you guys can retreat to your estates, right? Like you can retreat and have your assistants go and do your groceries for you. And if they get caught up in a gun, a crossfire, that's what it is. Like your kids go to schools. Like what is the big deal about gun control? What's the big fucking deal? What is it? Are you like, are you like, like they call it, you know, niggas in the street call it, you walk around with two dicks, basically. Like, is that like a real thing? Like, you feel like you're going to lose a dick if you have to give up your gun? It's my right. Well, why? So you can set it off at the public because somebody looked at some Arabic person looks at you crazy? Or some black person uh, cuts you off and you could just blow it up? So your kids can find it and shoot up some kids in, in their 12th grade graduation because everybody made fun of their plaid outfit. Like, things have gotten out of control. And the people who are in control refuse to do anything about it. Because they're fighting some old doctor. And this is proof that if we do not get to the future, if we do not carry this country to where it needs to be instead of focus on where it used to be, making America great again. For who? Who is America great for? White men. That's it. That's historically all America's ever been great for. White men. When people say that to me, it just sends chills down my spine. Like when I see those fucking hats, it scares the shit out of me. Like, basically, what you're calling for is a genocide of anything that's not white and male, like, and hetero. And then sometimes it's not even that. White gay men, Republicans are the worst, but that's neither here nor there. But it's it's scary times. Um, I don't want to end the show on a heavy note, but I want to leave it on a real note. You know, we need to do what we need to do. You need to get to the polls. We need to make noise, rattling, rattling, and... So we can put these motherfucking guns up so we can go to the movies and not worry about somebody uh, making it blick blick in that motherfucker. Like, because they don't have any butter, garlic butter for your popcorn. Like, this is not okay. Kids and babies are dying. That's the show. I love y'all. Let's keep each other prayed up. And I will see y'all next week. Bye. Yeah.